0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. And now it's time for Babysitter's Club, Club.
1: Jack Alexander Shepard and Tan- Daniel Daniel Greenring. What'd you do with your, your fun long weekend, bud? Um, I had some good, good buddies came and visited me. We've all looked around Austin. Um, uh, we how about a lot of me? a Good question. How about me? Will you want me to ask you how you, how your weekend was?
2: I'll tell you, Jack. How about me? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I woke up on Saturday morning mm-hmm. just at the, at the very beginning edge of this great three day weekend. Mm-hmm. really going to use this weekend to its fullest, right? Good. That's what I want to hear. Oh, what's this weird pain in my side? Yeah, probably nothing. I should get up and go for a run. That's how I'm going to start this weekend off.
1: Yeah, go for a long run. Jeez,
2: golly. 7.30 a.m. on Saturday. What is this strange pain in my left side? It's just getting more and more intense. Uh, cut to an hour later. I'm in so much pain that I'm shaking and vomiting. Oh, my God. Jamie calls the ambulance. We Fucking go to the hell. hospital. Was it a s- knife wound? It was a kidney stone.
1: Oh, you fucker
2: the one of the most painful things a human being can experience oh uh, why so i sat in the hospital for most of the day saturday getting
1: morphine getting oh, that's CAT scans, one of the nicest things a human being can experience
2: having my blood drawn uh, getting things pumped into me and pulled out of me eventually they sent me home just to like they're like yeah you're going to pass it eventually it's going to suck but good uh, luck <sighs> and that's and that's how i spent my 3 day weekend
1: passing that kidney stone passing
2: a kidney stone lying in Do bed pa- writhing in
1: pain passing uh. a kidney stone ooh i'm in pain just hearing it it's and good and it passed ex- that's good i caught right. it
2: they gave me a little sieve to pee into yeah and uh-huh. i um i managed to catch the kidney stone it was uh it's quite a it's quite a jewel that i'll add to my collection will you send I'm it to me thinking about having it um set into a ring that i can wear
1: that's a cool idea I'd like a yeah. penis ring
2: no like a finger ring Okay, people cool. be like, "Oh, what's that stone?" I'd be like, "Oh, my body made that. My <laughs> yeah. kidney made that for me.
1: That's good." So I'm about to have, as you know, I'm about to have a baby in a month. But you, you sneaked in right ahead <laughs> yeah. of me and had your own body baby.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I had to do Who all knew. the hard work. It's yeah. co- I I, it's,
1: I hear that a kidney stone is comparable to to giving mm. birth to labor. It's does it give you that same? Because I'm told that. Like as soon as you see it, you fall in love, and like it changes. It changes how you think about the world and how you relate to the world, and like you become a, a different person. Is that? I'll say this. Is I'll that say what this. it's like?
2: I was very proud <laughs> to see yeah. this sharp black little rock. Oh dear! In this sieve. Yeah. yeah. And I am changed as a person because I now know what true pain feels like, <laughs> and I hope to never ever experience it again. Oh boy! Did you name it? Not yet. Should I? Yeah,
1: I don't know what's a good it.
2: name. Do you guys have any names picked out for little Jack?
1: Boy or girl? Boy. Um, that's a hard one, dude. That's girl. a hard one. Girl. I don't want to give away any of the good ones.
2: No, give me. I want. I want to know the the front runner.
1: I want to give you a top three name, but I don't want to give you. A I, want good one. I want the
2: front runner. I want the front runner.
1: I really want to know. I'm genuinely curious to see what you guys are thinking. No, I'm not. Gonna Is it say a family
2: it. name, Philippa? no i'm genuinely interested
1: as your friend (laughs) i know know... that you're saying this in the context of naming your kidney stone so let's not let's not dance this particular dance (laughs)
0: listen
2: i'm gonna name my kidney stone whatever you name your baby okay and you will have named your baby after my kidney stone
1: (laughs) fine because i gave birth to my kidney stone first good this is not how i wanted to open this podcast i wanted to open it by introducing it can i introduce it Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club
2: Club.
1: For any of you who are still here, hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. Club, A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I, Tanner Daniel Greenring, talk about the classic novels of The Princess of the Prince of Towns, Soul Skinner, Sanctified, Storm Walker, Time Mistress, Primark of Princeton. Primark, look, sanctified, first of her name, last of her kind, last of her her humankind. Last of her kind, last hope for humankind. Annabelle Matthews Martin, the first and only. Not true. Author of The Sitter's Cycle, of which we are on book number 78. That's a long way in. More than half. This week we read a book called Claudia and Crazy Peaches.
2: Now, baby nation, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Claudia's eating some kind of psychedelic
0: <laughs>
2: I'm gonna go ahead and correct you right now. her aunt's name is Peaches.
0: Yeah
1: I know what you're thinking now Claudia's aunt must be a crazy uh, she's not really
2: she's a little bit she's a little, She's, a little, she's a little eccentric
1: she's a little eccentric
2: she's got a um, she's got a wild streak to her. I was excited uh, to Jack every week Anne and her cabal mm-hmm. introduce a new sad, pathetic middle-aged man character and every Uh week you find a new character who you identify with yeah this week she introduced a dynamic fun-loving little bit wild character in peaches and i was like oh wow (laughs) (laughs) she jumped off the page at me i was like i have never related to a babysitter's club character more than i ever have peaches kishi what's What's Benedict. Russ's last name? Benedict. Peaches, formerly Benedict. Kishi, now Peaches
1: Benedict. She's a cool character, man. She's the coolest. She's the coolest. There's, she just there's... wants to party. She's like yeah.
2: Michelangelo from the TMNT. She yes. loves pizza. Right. She only oh, wants to party. She's proficient with the nunchucks. Um, she's cool but rude. Um, party dude. Wait.
1: Oh, no, that's not. Raphael is cool but rude. No, Michelangelo is a party dude. Right. She's a party dude. Right. She does machines.
2: Yeah, and She's,
1: lead, she leads. She has a she has a katana, and this
2: this must have been fun for you. Mm-hmm. We're one month out from Baby Jack hitting the scene. Yeah, yeah. miscarriage.
1: Yeah, miscarriage. Just a Surprise. fun little book about a miscarriage. Surprise! I'm gonna say it's not it's not about a miscarriage. Baby Nation spoilers for the end of this book. Yeah, um, it's mostly not about that. Mostly not about that, but it is a big but boy, part. of The does it does it sure <laughs> become about that? <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden and out of nowhere. And as usual, when there is a tragedy in the family, maybe Claudia did it. Maybe
2: Claudia did it. She's yeah. pretty sure she did it. She but she then, remembers. And then Peaches says, "Oh no, Claudia, it's not your fault." But she says it with this like this note of doubt in her voice. Yeah. Where she's like, oh my god, is it Claudia's fault?
1: Did you catch that? Shh. So, uh, I caught it, and it is my... <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> cheerful moment! <mother!
2: laughs> wow. Okay.
1: Unorthodox. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to read it to you now, and you can tell me whether peaches absolves Claudia from any blame here. Okay. I tiptoed toward the den and peered inside. Peaches was lying on her side on the couch, hugging a pillow in her arms. Russ had tucked a blue and green afghan around her legs. I saw that her eyes were closed and I started to move away, but I must have made a noise because she opened them and smiled. Hi, Claude, she said. Hi. My voice cracked and Peaches set up gingerly. Claudia, are you okay? I couldn't hold it any longer. The words tumbled out of my mouth in a rush. Oh, Peaches, I am so sorry. It was all my fault. What are you talking about? If I hadn't been so selfish and terrible, you never would have gotten upset. I threw myself into Peaches' arms and sobbed. I know I made you lose the baby. I'd do anything to take it all back. Peaches wrapped her arms around me and held me tight. For a long time, we just cried about the lost baby, about our friendship, about everything. Oh, Claudia, my Claudia, Peaches murmured as she stroked my hair. I closed my eyes. She sounded and felt like Mimi.
2: Do you think when Claudia says sounded, she means, like, penetrated I, her urethra oh, with, the, boy. with an instrument? No, I don't. Like <laughs> Mimi
1: used to? <laughs> I hate you. I I. <laughs> what I am the point I'm trying to make is twofold. One, this was an incredibly moving moment and it reminded me of the event.
2: But you also you you skipped the part where peaches refused to absolve Claudia.
1: What so, so she she continues to not absolve Claudia. But, but please go ahead and read read the next passage. You must understand this wasn't your fault. It was
2: nobody's fault. It wasn't I asked, still holding tight. No, it was nature's way of saying that something was wrong. Even though it doesn't seem that way now, it was probably for the best. Her voice caught a little when she said those words, and I realized that Peaches was trying to convince herself that they were true. Oh, boy. So, like, Peaches absolves Claudia, but, like, in this way
1: that's, like, full of doubt. Yeah. Claudia doesn't believe the words. Well, and she's also, she doesn't say, you didn't do it. She's saying... Nature conspired to make you do it. You yeah, you and nature conspired against me. She subscribes to a deterministic worldview. But yeah, look, hey Baby Nation, this is a book that was about a surprise miscarriage. Um, my can I talk can I briefly say my tearful moment
2: while we're on the subject? It is I guess is three paragraphs later. Yeah, please. I gestured for Peaches to stay seated on the couch. I ran to my room, taking the stairs two at a time. I opened the door to my closet. There in the corner was the baby blanket. See, I said, bursting back into the den a minute later. I held up the knitting needles with the two inches of lavender blanket still attached. I was knitting you this for the baby. I worked on it even after our fight. So how angry could I have been? Let me see that, Peaches said softly. I handed Peaches my knitting project. It hardly looked like a blanket, more like a skinny scarf. Marianne has been teaching me, I explained. And, well, Mimi taught Marianne. Peaches took the needle and yarn and hugged them gently to her chest. Then she looked at me with moist eyes. Mimi would be so
1: very proud of you. (sighs) Mimi, man. Amy. We haven't talked about it. It's now... Do you think it's time to talk about it? We didn't talk about it. Talk about what? Mimi died, man. Uh, I don't remember that.
2: Yeah. Something happened with Mimi, but I don't remember anything specific. I think... She, like, moved on? She, like, left, right? She
1: died, man. She passed on. I think she just,
2: like, moved. I think she just moved to the country.
1: I I don't think that there's anything from the novel, Claudia and the Sad Goodbye, that would lead you to believe that she moved. To the country I, I remember very little of that novel
2: i think yeah. i've blocked most of it out but i seem to remember mimi just kind of moved on
1: it's book number 26 in this series i'm looking at the cover the cover says it's claudia she's looking at mimi and it says claudia thought she'd never have to say goodbye
2: right because mimi moved away
1: if you're not ready to confront it we can keep going i just thought this would be a good a good white point confront what jack nothing man nothing man. i don't think it's ever fine. explicitly
2: stated that she dies i think she just moves on
1: okay all right She's let's like move. living in
2: stanford now i think okay fine speaking of book covers yeah we should describe this book <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot I was, we have uh, to describe the novel. I was juking there. You thought I was headed one direction. I like... Yeah. I thought you were going to zig, but you s- zigged. Spin exact.
1: around you, yeah. Woo. All right, let's describe this book. I'll describe the book, and then you'll describe the book. Then I think I'd like to talk to you a little bit about some of the rules of friendship. Of our friendship? or? Well, this book lays down a pretty clear seven commandments of friendship. I thought we could go through them. Test the uh, test the strength of... Sh- should we adopt them? Or I think the rules are a sign of a healthy friendship. Okay. But first, baby nation, this is not just sadness and misery. Um, there's a lot that happens in this book by Annabelle Matthews Martin and the entity known as Jonna and Malcolm, and I'm going to describe to you all of those things right now, and then Tanner's going to do the same. I'd like to begin now. When Miyoshi Peaches Benedict asks her niece Claudia to take a trip to the mall with her, Claudia says yes, because the bonds of family are stronger than anything else in the world. And when Miyoshi Peaches Benedict asks her niece Claudia to cook dinner with her, Claudia says yes, because friendship is a promise and the loyalty we owe to our brothers and sisters-in-arms is a sacred obligation that should never be broken. But when Miyoshi Peaches Benedict asks her niece Claudia to go out for pizza at midnight, she is approaching a line that no one, whether they be bound by blood, duty, or the solemn oaths of boon companions, should ever cross. And when Claudia says yes, there is only one possible outcome. Things are about to get crazy. Claudia, and Crazy Peaches. Yeah, yeah. Do you wow, know, you man. don't need to pretend, dude. I was watching you. I was Oof, watching you. Duh. That was
2: <laughs> such a good description.
1: <laughs> dude, what about you? Describe the book, man. If you don't like what I do, what do you mean? I loved what you did. Oh yeah, yeah. Name a part of it. You said something about Peaches being dynamic. <laughs> yeah dynamic uh she knows how to uh l- leverage her social graph does she yeah she's a networker she's an influencer
2: i agree um, uh, peaches is very dynamic she's a, pops off the page
1: yeah she pops off the page peaches is a great character look john and malcolm uh, you're an entity that we have not always agreed with in terms of creative and artistic direction and um, continue to not agree with yeah. They had so much opportunity. John and Malcolm, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to criticize you, but I'm going to criticize it you. We try
2: not to. John and Malcolm, we, we we're on your team. We want We want you to succeed
1: and pitched you a softball today. Claudia's fun, dynamic, crazy aunt moves to town. And and the B plot was good. Yeah. Clean. Baby, Baby sitting. 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 Fun. fun. There's a new baby. Is she gonna make friends? We'll find out. And she's interesting. I- There's something good about her. It felt like it felt like a classic and conundrum. And what do you do with it? Like the 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 craziest peaches manages to get is like midnight pizza. Great. And then you like f- throw us this fucking miscarriage.
2: Yeah. You wait until f- five six of the way through the book, and you're like, oh guys, by the way, well yeah, it
1: turns out the baby didn't. You know how you thought
2: this was a good, clean, babysitting, fun book?
1: Yeah. Nope.
2: Miscarriage. Now it's a very special book. Fuck you, Jack and Tanner.
1: Yeah. It's a bad, dirty, babysitting disaster. And um, I'd like for you to describe it in 60 seconds, please, sir. I've got my big bad clock here, and uh, the clock is ticking starting now. Okay. Baby Nation, Claudia
2: Kishi is a babysitter in Stony Brook, Connecticut. Her aunt, Peaches, Wild Aunt Peaches, is pregnant. Do, 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 do. They're moving in with the Kishis uh until they can find a bigger house. Well, they found a bigger house and they closed on it, but they can't move in for a month. So they have to live with the live with the Kishis for a month. Russ and Peaches. Peaches is a wild wi- wild and crazy kid and she likes to go on fun adventures with uh Claudia, but Claudia is falling behind in her schoolwork. Eventually they get in a big fight because Peaches keeps distracting Claudia from her schoolwork and uh, then has a miscarriage, and Claudia is convinced that her, their fight caused the miscarriage. B-plot, there's this new girl called Natalie, and she is kind of a scrub, but she's kind of cool, too, except she's a little bossy. So the Babysitter's Club uh, figures out a way to make new friends for her, and she ends up making friends with Becca and
1: Charlotte, and everything is great. And time. Good job. Um, you dwelled... Less on the B plot than Jonna and Malcolm did.
2: I liked the B plot. To give Jonna and Malcolm a little credit, it felt yeah. like a classic B plot. Yeah. There's this girl. She's a little weird. She's like kind of disheveled. Um, yeah. And she has trouble making friends.
1: It seems like she has a very precise and finicky psychological issue <laughs> that is not easily soluble by. It a half-assed attempt by, like, one of Christie's great ideas.
2: we got to put the infallible Jesse Ramsey on it, and then everything's fine.
1: Natalie Springer, which is the name of the charge, starts acting super bossy to everyone because they all already hate her. But, uh, and, but
2: it's a chicken and the egg, because do they hate her because she's a little bit weird, because she's a little bit disheveled, and then, like, is she reacting to that by being bossy? It's unclear.
1: Uh, but once they get Jesse on the case, uh, things turn around. Uh, and Claudia does a fucking fantastic job of coming up alongside Natalie with the Seven Commandments of Friendship. Um, I thought we could take a run through them. Just make sure uh, make sure we're both living up to our side of the uh, friendship bargain here, my man. Yeah, cool. Okay, confident. I'm confident that we are.
2: Okay, you good. You and I are very close friends. We have been for a long time. Yeah. I think we'll hit every single one of these. Okay, good. A good friend is... Nice. Hard agree. Yeah.
1: It is nice to have a good friend. Well, and I also think that what Claudia is saying here is that the the good friend themselves is a nice person.
2: It sounds like it's open to interpretation. I read it as having a good friend is nice. Is nice. Agree. A good friend, it's nice. A good friend, pretty nice. Okay. Right. Fine. So open to interpretation. A good friend knows how to
1: share.
2: Well, no, it doesn't say share.
1: It says, sh- it says shar.
2: So again, think- open to interpretation. Okay. A good friend knows how to char. Not quite sure what that means.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so then that's a scholar. That's a scholars have been debating this for years. <laughs> I Well, in that case, we got to give ourselves marks off. It sounds like you don't know how to share. No, I know how to share. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you don't know what it means. I don't know what it means, but I feel like I'm good at it. <laughs> okay. Do you think I'm some the kind of person who knows
2: how to share? Absolutely, man! You're sharing right now, and it's lighting up the Skype
1: call. Okay, good. Well, um, I'm I'm happy to be sharing with you. Um, okay, we're doing well. We're doing well. I noticed that she, she has some some corollaries in this um, when they're kind of fleshing them out um, that include in this in this subsection um, in this rule two there are some subsections that include taking turns, uh, letting someone else go first, and letting someone else be captain.
2: Okay, so we, I guess that's maybe the definition of char Yeah,
1: yeah, is letting we, someone else be captain. We do that. Yeah, we just took terms describing this book. Great, and
2: I let you be captain, not always by choice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just kind of take the reins You're a little <laughs> bit, you kind of boss me around, but that's fine. Let's go on to the next
1: one. Okay, good. The uh, next one
2: is, a good friend is ne- is never bossy. Huh. Um. Should we just move on to the next one, or do you want to skip that one? Because I feel like one of us is lacking there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think what it says here, Tanner, is that a good friend is never bossy. It doesn't say both. No, listen. It doesn't say both good friends are never bossy.
2: And I got to say, some of us are going to be great at some of these, and some of us are going to be lacking in some of them. You know, some of these you're not going to be great at. Some of these I'm not going to be great at. I'm willing yeah. to meet you halfway on some of these. Okay. Sure, you're a little bossy, Jack, but I'm not going to I'm not going to ace every one of these, you know. Okay, fine. Should we move on to the next one? Yep. A good friend listens to her friends and takes turns. See, now this I'm going to say I'm just going to restate. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I'm not going to do great at every single one of these, and I feel like this is the perfect example. Wow. Jack, can I admit something to you now? What? When you do your descriptions, I almost never listen. Wait, what? But you're bossy, so... You fucking monster. Bygones. Bygones. You fucking monster. All right, let's move on to the next one. Yep. You want to read it? A good friend... And this one's double underlined. Yeah. Maybe the most important one. Yeah. A good friend never calls people names or hurts their feelings.
1: Okay. I think I'm good, man. Have I ever called you ju- names? You
2: literally just called me a monster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Did it hurt your feelings?
2: A lot. Do you feel bad about it? Uh, no, no. Number six, a good friend admits when she's made a mistake. Well, I didn't in that case. Let's move on to
1: number seven. Good friend says I'm sorry and means it. I think this is bullshit. This whole thing doesn't fucking
0: work.
1: <laughs> well, that it's was a waste It's rife with misspellings. Yeah, it's rife with misspellings, and none of it none of it works. It doesn't make sense. What is sharring? That's, it seems like the only thing we do well, but it works... The only thing
2: Jim Jim, uh, Jim. oh jeez,
1: Jim <laughs> friend never accidentally calls his friend by his <laughs> other friend's name. <laughs> maybe Nation maybe Nation Tanner just called me Jim. Tanner just called me Jim, which is the name of his other best friend. Tanner just called me Jim by accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, at mm. least at least at least you're good at sharing. I am good at sharing. Well, so those those are the rules of friendship. Thank you, uh, John and Malcolm. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, Claudia and Natalie, for laying those down for us. That's a lot for us to think about.
2: A lot for us to take in. A lot for us to... Some good rules to live by, but I'm not quite sure we can adopt them yet. I think that's a good first draft, Claudia. Yeah. What would our seven rules of friendship be? Oh, my God. Well, we have a couple packs. Yep. Yep. So I guess maybe... The first rule of friendship is that you can never lay a hand on one another in anger. Yeah. Or it, in any way. Well, no. So that's two. Okay. Yeah. You may not fight for any reason because you are both convinced right. that you could beat the other. Yeah. I and am. And rather than prove this out, mm-hmm. you will both just agree until until your dying day that you will never right. fight. So that it's Physically an issue that fight. goes unresolved. Forever. Um. Baby Nation, and- Jack and I are both convinced that we could beat each other in a fight. Jack because he's did wrestling. I'm a I'm a grappler.
1: and me Baby because Nation. I'm six foot four. And- <laughs> Let us know who do you think, who do you th- who would you back, which horse would you back? And you'll never know because we have a rule. Because it comes up a lot. Um, Third rule at- is that you should never engage in. And correct me if I've got the wording wrong here. You should never engage in any love making. In or around each other, we will
2: never engage in any sexual contact around one another. Yeah, just not going to happen. This doesn't mean with one another. It could mean with one another, but it doesn't mean with one another. Right. This was the that's the easy part. This is before we were married, but it's likely that we will end up in a situation where we could be making love in the vicinity of one one another, and we need to nip that in the bud. Yeah, never. We we have a friendship clause that
1: is, we are not allowed to make love around
2: anyone or anything
1: anywhere in the vicinity of one another right and i fundamentally don't understand why Jonna and malcolm left it off their list it just seems like such a good rule
2: we've already got three of seven rules i feel like with a little work we could just easily develop another four
1: yeah not right now no not right now i think that would be really boring right now i'm gonna get another beer me too and now a word from our sponsor BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil... Visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash bedfellows.
2: I am a little bit concerned that Claudia is being controlled by a mind-altering bacteria or amoeba of some sort.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Mhm.
1: Okay. Why don't you uh, Why don't you flesh that Why don't you flesh that out a little bit for us?
2: Happy to. Happy to.
1: Um, can I add to it that I am slightly concerned that Claudia's sister Janine is building a flesh temple with her boyfriend? I'm interested in what you're saying and i'm happy to hear that out yeah
2: i have a lot of questions i don't know what you mean by flesh temple <laughs> i was surprised to hear that janine has a boyfriend uh mm-hmm. so i'm really interested to hear that out but i really just i really want to hit this thing about claudia having a mind-controlling amoeba
1: like one of these amoebas that like you get in lakes right they attach out into your brain and kind of right, right. Just change how you I'm think in,
2: like dirty lakes
1: okay good why don't you why don't you present some evidence "'Natalie took
2: the ball all right,' Shannon said with a sarcastic snort. "'Then she demanded to be first at everything, "'barked orders at anyone who would listen, "'and systematically eliminated all possible candidates for future friends. "'I chewed thoughtfully on a pretzel. "'Boy, that sure doesn't seem like the Natalie I know. "'I wonder why she acted that way. "'I don't know,' Shannon replied. "'But I think we need a new strategy for the friendship campaign.' I poured the remaining crumbs from the pretzel bag into my mouth and murmured, You're absolutely right about this. We'll bring it up at the next BSC meeting. Shannon and I chatted for a few more minutes, and then a quick glance at my clock made me realize I'd better get back to my homework. We'll talk more about this tomorrow, I said to Shannon. In the meantime, I hear the call of a single cell amoeba. <laughs> I hung up the phone and stared at my science book. It was going to be a long night. <laughs> that is pretty compelling evidence Right Naegleria Fowleri Okay More commonly known as the brain eating amoeba Right And what it does is it gets in your brain And it eats away at it And it makes you act strangely Yeah And as it continues to eat away at your brain matter You start to act more and more strangely And you start to like do things That you wouldn't normally do And I know Claudia normally eats junk food but she, in the course of a sentence, right? I chewed thoughtfully on a pretzel. Two seconds later, I poured the remaining crumbs of the pretzel bags into my mouth. So she, is, she has consumed an entire bag of pretzels in 10 seconds. Basically no time at all. Probably yeah. compelled by the amoeba to just consume, consume, consume. This amoeba needs as many carbohydrates as it can get.
1: Yeah. And then she hears it calling to her. And it's not trying to hide its presence in any way. No. This is a novel about the things that grow inside us, right?
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Isn't it?
1: Yep. <laughs> it's a novel about the, the things that grow in our bodies and, and yep. change us and change who we are. And, and it's an episode
2: about the things it's, that grow in our bodies. It's an
1: episode about the things that grow in our bodies. You're growing a baby. Peaches was growing a baby. Claudia's growing, Claudia's a, a growing an amoeba. Brain-controlling amoeba. I grew and a he, kidney stone. You grew a kidney stone. We still haven't named because you wanted to name it after my own because child.
2: Because you refused to let me, you refused to name your child after it. And Janine is growing
1: a flesh temple. <laughs> uh-huh. Very, very curious what you mean by this. Here's the passage, and I wrote it down initially, honestly, just because I was so shocked to hear that Janine has a boyfriend. No offense to nerds. No offense to nerds. No I'm offense nerd. to nerds. I'm a nerd. I have a wife. I'm a nerd. I have you're, a wife. But
2: you're handsome and cool. So, yes. like, it makes yeah. sense.
1: But I'm as smart as Janine. But not I'm as, quite as socially difficult as Janine. I'm as cool as Claudia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but moving on from that, here's the passage that I wrote down. Because she has a boyfriend, and then I started to speculate upon it. Janine is long gone. She went off with her boyfriend. They said something about hamburgers and the library. Not my idea of an exciting date, but and then she just trails off. We so know what
2: makes, you, what makes you think they're building a flesh temple?
0: Well,
1: we, we know that Janine has dabbled in the world of making a sentient being out of ones C- and zeros. Right? Right? She's played God. She plays God. We know this right. from previous episodes, Baby Nation. We don't have time to explain. It's all in the fucking text, right? Um, and we know that she spends a lot of time in the library trying to figure out better ways to do that, better ways to make manifest the, her her visions for um, uh, something that will eventually surpass human now, cognition. Counterpoint. Okay,
2: maybe mm-hmm. Janine is spending time in the library doing. What I did when I spent time in the library as a young man mm. looking at
1: books about sex. <laughs> Possible Janina. or Janina's I I think sixteen here. Does that does that fit the uh fit the bill? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Just go to libraries and look at... <laughs> Just look at, the like, art of diagrams of the reproductive system.
2: No, no, no. These are, like, um, <laughs> charcoal drawings of, like, hairy people oh. from the 60s doing read,
1: sex on one another. I read that one, too. A few times. Yeah. It's yeah. good.
2: So All maybe that's what
1: Janine was doing, her
2: and her boyfriend.
1: C- creating a, a different kind of flesh temple. But why bring hamburgers into the equation? That's it. That's the flesh. Hmm. Here's what I'm saying to you, Tanner. Let's say that you've got everything you need from the library to build a sentient creation, but the one thing you can't get in the library, which abounds with knowledge, is the flesh with which to make this creation manifest.
2: Okay, so you're bringing cooked hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't understand why. That's true. This the text never states that it's cooked. It just says hamburgers. something
1: about hamburgers and the library. Right. They're bringing meat, they're bringing they're bringing meat the meat to the library. Moldable flesh. Right, like, like clay. Right, because it's it's like, you're not going to bring the all the books to right. like your world of meat. They just need a, the a medium
2: right to breathe life into? Yes. And the knowledge for creating life. Yes, And what they have done is is provided both of those. Hamburgers and the library. That's all we know. Uh, Janine's experiment into artificial intelligence, failure. Total failure. Or at least out of her control. Right. So now she's going to experiment with creating... What's the opposite of artificial? Natural. Natural intelligence.
1: Right. Yeah. I what is it, it that Peaches says? It's nature's way. I bet Janine and her boyfriend are going to the library to make out you think probably 16 yeah that makes that makes a ton of sense make out in the library good job janine get it Janine. hey good job janine hey janine if you're listening girl get uh, it get it janine get get it girl get it janine you know what i was doing when i was 16 not making out with nerdy girls in
2: libraries Looks looking at pictures of sex and books with my friend elliot weiss that didn't that didn't attract them no (laughs) Two like chubby nerds like sitting in the like adult reproduction section, and like if a if a young girl had walked by, we would just leer at them like, "Hey, eh. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> leave us be." <laughs> <laughs> so we solved that mystery. What was Janine doing in the library? Something else a little creepy. Before we move on to uh, less creepy territory, I don't know if you caught this, but. Natalie Springer who is a strange woman. She's this the 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 charge I would the say baby. A girl. She okay, she's a strange girl. She's like 7. <laughs> she's 7. She like she takes on Claudia's personality early on. Like anything Claudia does, she says like that's my favorite thing. She's super weird around other children. It she seems like she should be able to make friends, but she doesn't know how to. The moment when she finally suddenly has a breakthrough and does make friends is with Jesse's sister, Becca. Um, right. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's Haley, but maybe, oh, Charlotte Johansson. Um, Becca's best friend. And it happens because she teaches them a rhyme for jump rope.
2: Yeah. Their whole friendship is kind of based on this economy of jump rope. Rhymes. It's a
1: based on, it's based on this jump rope economy. Uh, Becca and Charlotte only know a couple of jump rope rhymes they're Uh, enthusiasts
2: oh they're enthusiasts enthusiasts, but they're amateurs because when when natalie comes on the scene yeah they have their jump rope tied to a tree they don't even have three people they have their jumper up tied to a tree and it keeps catching on the bark and they keep tripping right and they know two rhymes and they're bad rhymes they're awful
1: right um and natalie has a repertoire because she's read literally read the book on jump rope rhymes right uh but the rhyme with which she woos them is uh, not un-creepy. Is it the teddy bear one? Yeah. May right. I read it for you, Tanner? Please. Teddy bear, teddy bear, turn around. Teddy bear, teddy bear, touch the ground. Teddy bear, teddy bear, run upstairs. Teddy bear... Teddy bear, say your prayers.
0: Teddy bear,
1: teddy bear, turn out the light. Teddy bear. Teddy bear. Say good night. I swear to God,
2: you change these lyrics around just a little bit. Yeah. You would have a Metallica song on your hand.
1: Oh, definitely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Teddy Bear, Teddy Bear, exit light. <laughs> Teddy bear, teddy, teddy bear. Teddy bear, teddy bear, enter night. Enter
1: night. <laughs> teddy
2: bear, teddy bear, take
1: my hand. Take by hand. hand. Teddy, teddy, bear, teddy bear, teddy bear, it's off to never, never lay. Yeah. <laughs> so you think she learned this rhyme from James Hetfield? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? Uh, Anne says,
2: special thanks to James Hetfield for his assistance in penning this novel.
1: <laughs> I love the idea that Anne was like, I'm stuck on this section where I'm trying to figure out like a new jump rope rhymes because like we've done this whole all this stuff with like the jump rope rhyme economy. But I don't know any because like it's been a long time since I like what do the kids listen to nowadays? (laughs) oh <laughs> uh, yeah this is like 94 yeah, yeah this, she so just picks like, up some like her like nephew or her like her like whatever teen is in her life is like like just hands her a copy of like ride the lightning <laughs> um i love that i love that she was just like what are the kids into these days and like th- throws up maybe throws on mtv and it's like okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the other one was uh a jumper up rhyme based on Peter Gabriel's
1: shock the monkey. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: it's it classic the was cut. like, no, and too uh, weird. <laughs> and we
1: just we really can't we really can't with the prog rock. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Natalie's kind of a weird character. Like she's a, a little bit one. I can't quite figure her out. Yeah. It, it kind of seems like I was expecting this book. After they introduced Natalie, I was expecting this book to go in a very special direction. Right. But not the very special direction it ended up going in. I thought Natalie was going to be from a broken home. She's constantly described as like, her glasses are... Crooked and old and out of style. Her socks are always like falling down to her ankles, and she's always pulling them up. Like she's always like scratching herself, and her hair is always disheveled. And I was like, "Oh, like she's gonna be from a like bad
1: house, a bad home." But that's not the case. Her parents seem fine, right? They're excited uh, about the babysitter's attempts to like introduce her to friends, right? Uh, but there's something wrong. There's something. Oh, yeah. else. There's something wrong – this is a book that something is subtly off always, right? It's like – it's a book that is ostensibly about a woman giving birth, but like it goes wrong at the last second. Right. Like I thought for a while that – like Claudia is able to to foresee that the child is coming.
2: Well, well, yes, and – Claudia is also able to foresee that the child
1: has been taken from us. Right, right. She sees it both. Right. She has this sight in this book. Here, I've got, I've got the, I've got the first. Which passage. is a new power that a new power yeah. that
2: she possesses.
1: Yeah, we've seen this sight in the other babysitters, but we haven't seen it. I don't think we've seen it in Claudia. Early on, Claudia sees the baby. She knows she like. I don't have the exact passage, but she says, "I had this feeling." Like that tingling feeling in your stomach when you know something is going to happen. And then the phone rings, and it's Peaches saying that she's about to have a baby. And then later, as she's walking home at the end of the novel, she says, I had that feeling again. That something was about to happen. Except it was bad. Um, So there's that. There's something off. There's something weird a re- that's happening like where it seems like something good is going to happen. And then it goes off. It goes sour. And right. Natalie to me is connected to that. Like she seems everything about her is normal, right? She seems normal. She's like fun. She likes to hang out with the babysitters. She's a good charge. Her parents are good, but then like something's not quite right. And even when she does make friends, she like, she makes friends through this like creepy fucking rhyme. Like she speaks right. these words of power Right. If you said all those things to an individual, they would have every right to get a restraining order against you.
2: Right. Baby Nation, right now, go on Tinder. Yeah. Single babies. Yeah. Of Baby Nation.
1: Yeah. Single but available
2: dating babies of Baby Nation. Go mm-hmm. on Tinder right now. Mm-hmm. Swipe right on someone and say, "Turn around." Yeah. And when they respond, say, "Touch the ground." When they <laughs> respond, say, "Run upstairs." Say your prayers. Turn out the light. Say good night. Those are all. Those are your responses. Yeah, and just see what happens.
1: <laughs> it's not going to be good. It's I mean, not maybe it be will good.
2: be. I mean, it worked for Natalie. Yeah, this is how she made friends.
1: To put a coda on this, Tanner: one, two, Freddie's coming for you. Three, four, <laughs> better lock your door. Five, six, grab a crucifix. Seven, eight, gonna stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Pretty familiar. Like a great. Uh jump jump yeah, rope. It's Ryan. a great jump rope run. <laughs> wow, I wonder if this was just like the Scholastic Lawyers felt oh, yeah, that there like was like
2: ninety-four
1: too much uh, yeah, is that like it's not Let's dream which, Warriors Which
2: Freddy movie was out yeah. in ninety-four? Or do I sorry, do I hear you googling right now?
1: Yeah.
0: All around me are familiar faces. Jack Googles. Jack Googles, he is Googling some stupid thesis about Lucretius or fear
2: Baby Nation, the rendition
0: of Jack Googles that we yeah. got
2: from Baby B. Kelsey is so fucking good. I just, I probably just gave you a taste of it. But at the end of this episode, I'm gonna play you the whole thing. She recorded an entire song.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, I've gotta to listen to it.
2: And I just I gave you a little bit of a, a sneak preview there, but Baby Nation, listen to the end because I'm gonna play you the whole thing. It's so good. It's gonna be our outtake this week. Um, 1994. What Freddy movie we got? Oh, I bet I know what it is. Oh, I bet I know what it is, and it's the best. It's the best Freddy movie. I bet it's New Nightmare. 1994 is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. New Nightmare is hands down the single greatest, and it's and it's a reboot. It's a reboot. It's a it's a return to form. Wow. For for Wes Craven and the Frey series, so yeah. I can totally see how this is cross branding for right.
1: Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Wow, with just such a I I can't I just would love to be in the back room.
2: Do you <laughs> you want to hop into a role play?
1: <laughs> it just it just feels like. Okay, you're Wes Craven. I'm Anna Martin. (laughs) Do I have to do the voice
2: of Wes Craven? No, yeah, I don't want to. (laughs) Do you know what his voice sounds like?
1: (laughs) No, I don't.
2: I don't want to do a role play. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Me neither. We'll just but I love the thought experiment.
1: (laughs) Um, speaking of. Nightmare creations that have come to haunt us and destroy us from another worldly plane. Did you catch this weird moment where Logan shows his true colors in this no. book? No, I don't even remember Logan mention. Uh, it's just this moment. Baby Nation, as you know, Christ, since book 10, you should know. Uh, Logan is not of this plane. No. Like, he walks among us, Yes. But unlike he's he's almost like a Freddy like yes being in in a lot of ways, but he's done a very good job. We haven't talked about this lately because there's just he's just acts like a normal fucking person. Right. There is this one moment in this book where he just kind of lets the mask slip. Claudia has just announced to the BSC that Peaches is going to have a baby, and everybody's really excited, and they kind of go around and like say their congratulations. Logan's response was the sweetest. Your aunt sure is lucky, because if I know you and the rest of the BSC, she won't have to lift a finger. All she'll have to do is sit on her nest and wait for that little egg to hatch. Oh, right. Yeah, so everyone else has
2: very touching contributions yeah. to make. Like, Shannon gives all of her French textbooks, because she's like, oh, if you start speaking French to the baby early, she'll be bilingual, and that'll be so cool. Claudia decides to, like, knit this this afghan for her. Marianne wants to teach Claudia how to knit. Uh, Christy, I don't know, wants to teach the baby how to play softball. I can't quite remember.
1: Yeah. And Logan's only contribution is... Hoping that the egg's going to hatch on time. Right. That's not how it works, buddy.
2: No. <laughs> Maybe that's how it works where you're from, Logan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Louisville. From the dark plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here in our world... Yeah. It's not hatching. Yeah. Oh, as far as I know, oh shit, you're the one who's about to shit out a baby. Yeah, that's not how that anybody would say it though. (laughs) Sorry. Sarah's about to shit out a baby. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Is it eggs or I don't know, man. I think eggs are involved because I hear a lot about it's complicated. We go to the doctor so often and there's so much information. Can Uh,
2: I ask a can I just ask a clarification question
1: please yeah was your penis involved not for not for ages okay (laughs) about eight months about yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, i just
2: like it's all it's
1: all
2: it's all smoke and mirrors to me i don't know what's happening
1: yeah yeah no i don't i don't fucking know either i don't know either tanner may i ask you a quick question
2: yeah, but I'm ready to head out, so let's make it real
1: quick. Okay, cool. It's not it's not it's not pressing, actually. If you need to leave, we can wait. Uh, yeah. Okay. I've been Tanner Greenery. I've um, I'm Jack Shepard this week. Claudia's wearing a bra now. Wait she talks, boys. I hate hearing you say it. Tanner, the question I wanted to ask you is, um, did you this week have um a <gasps>
0: <laughs>
1: um, only kind of <laughs> okay good hey entity known as john and malcolm i love Listen, you and i kiss we're on you your
2: side we're on your side
1: yeah we want we lo- when you do
2: good work we do good work when you do good work we do good work We're not sure if you're capable of being loved, and we're not sure you have lips capable of kissing.
1: But... Both seem unlikely. Insofar as we are capable of loving and kissing every being on this great planet... Except one another. Except one another because of the The rules, the pact. We'd love and kiss you. Right. But... You didn't put but, any fucking burns in this book. Ugh,
2: you didn't put any burns, and I've got the weakest burn I've maybe ever captured.
1: Okay, and I'm going to come I right I did now. my
2: fucking homework, Jack. Yeah. And I captured a burn?
1: Yeah. I'm just okay. not happy with it, though. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's power through it. Baby Nation, get ready for a f- probably fairly weak burn. Claudia
2: and Natalie are playing Lovely Ladies on the Park, a game invented by Karen
1: Brewer. I liked the Lovely Ladies stuff.
2: Clasping my hands delicately in front of me, I pretended to be a very fancy lady. My, Mm -hmm. my, Natalie, I said in a high-pitched voice, isn't this an exquisite day? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Natalie imitated my (laughs) movements and in her own piping voice, lisped, yes, it is just beautiful. A perfect day to walk my five poodles. Oh, now you have five, I raised my eyebrow. And what, may I ask, is the new one's name? Pierre, she answered, naturally. That's right, you name all your poodles, Pierre. I should have remembered. Natalie dabbed at her eyes with the corner of her t-shirt and pretended to cry. Pierre was my first husband. I'll never forget him. Several kids had gathered on the playground staring at us. What are they, nuts? The little kid asked his older brother. I turned around and said, We're not nuts. We're lovely ladies. (laughs) The older boy nodded down to his brother. That proves it. They're nuts.
0: (laughs) I actually liked it this time. I
1: liked it on your reading. (laughs) I liked it on your reading. We're not nuts. <laughs> We're lovely ladies. <laughs> they fucking nailed it, Jonathan Malcolm. I'm just personally sorry, and if I ever meet you in person, I will love and kiss you. Right? No, I'll as an apology, I'll probably throw up. <laughs> of- yeah, through like the at- grotesque. Po- <laughs> yeah, visage. Post- yeah. Yeah, no, it's not it's going to be a messy. I assume who knows. We all we know baby nation is that they are an entity they formed as one. Uh we don't know how that that formation happened. I'm imagining something fairly grotesque. A right. temple of flesh, if you will. Oh yeah.
2: <gasps> Maybe oh. Janine made them. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: Tanner, let's get the fuck out of here. Happy to. Okay. I got a little housekeeping. Housekeeping. I'm happy to hear (laughs) it. I'm Um, sorry.
2: I'm excited to hear it.
1: uh, Thank you for all your lovely reviews on iTunes. They mean the world to me. And please, 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 please keep them coming. Uh, It helps us to get noticed in the podcast rankings. And I love to read them. Um, So please do take a moment, a quick moment, a brief moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Tanner, now you have a thing that you're supposed to say.
2: Jack Shepard, you were a beacon of light in a dark world, and I love you and I kiss you.
1: Um, Tanner, please, please, please don't forget to let Daddy love you like I do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Baby Nation, this week we read a book that was called Claudia and Crazy Peaches. Next week we're reading a book that I am a little bit worried about called— for our podcast our hit podcast Babysitter's Club Club starring me Jack Shepard I'm Tanner Greenring (laughs) next week we're reading a book called Marianne Breaks the Rules
2: uh oh uh oh
1: Marianne 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 not Marianne
2: Marianne. (laughs) surely
1: maybe it's a different Marianne I could honestly insert any other babysitter name in front of that clause and I fine maybe not Christy Chrissy breaks the fucking rules. She burned a goddamn shed down.
2: That's true. She Not killed Jesse. a man. She Not fucking Jesse. killed a man. Jesse would never break the rules.
1: Jesse drove a man out of town. A lonely man. was the
2: rule to do that.
1: She, <laughs> she drove a lonely man out of town.
2: True. Not Marianne.
1: Not it Marianne. It must be a different Marianne. Yeah, maybe it's a different Marianne. So I guess next week, Baby Nation, we're, re- we're meeting a new character also named Marianne sort Uh, of common name a common name uh, and also the name of one of our favorite babysitters but we're meeting a new character called marianne who unlike the marianne that we know and love and trust uh is gonna break some rules this week baby nation i have been jack shepherd
2: i'm Tanner Greenring. come on this (laughs) week
1: no please just say i have been please what are the let you want to go through the rules of friendship my man a good friend is nice a good friend knows how to share, Tanner. A good friend is never bossy. A good friend listens to other kids, Tanner. You Sorry, you, gl- you glanced by that third one really quickly. <laughs> a good friend never calls people names. A good friend admits when she's made a mistake. A good friend says she's sorry. I, this week, Baby Nation, have been Jack Alexander Shepard. And I'm
2: Tanner Greenring. A-
1: and this week, as a good friend, I would like to say sorry, to the ghost of parallel construction. And Claudia. The ghost of Ben Brewer. Oh, Jesus. Claudia is wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think the boys had just been invented.
0: About Lucretius or Boethius And I find it kinda funny, find it kinda sad That when Tanner brings up X-Men, it won't mean a thing to Jack And I find it hard to tell you, I find it hard to take When you're pompous and pretentious, it's a very, very Jack World Jack World Jack is reading some obscure quotation Or Greek translation His dissertation Tanner isn't paying Jack attention Tanner isn't interruption and I find it kind of funny I find it kind of sad that when Tanner brings up Warhammer 40k it will not mean a thing to Jack and I find it hard to tell you I find it hard to take when you're quoting Pete just it's a very very Jack world Jack World Jack World That was a HeadGum Podcast.